0: Reb Hillel of Parich used to spend a significant amount of his time traveling around the towns in southern Russia in order to help people understand the practical application of chassidists and also to help people follow halacha and to arouse people to do tshuva when needed. One time, Reb Hillel arrived in a town where all the Jewish tavern keepers kept their businesses open on Shabbos. This was because they rented the taverns from a poet's, from a landowner, who gave them no choice. And since it was the only business the Jews were allowed to do, they really had no choice. So against their will, they kept their taverns open on Shabbos. And of course, the reason that the Jews were given taverns as a way of making money was first of all, of course, no respectable Christian would sell alcohol to a fellow Christian, but the real reason was that the non-Jews, the Goyim, could come in, drink all they wanted, and then not pay the Jew. And nobody would do anything about it. So Reb Hillel, when he hears that the taverns are open on Shabbos and owned all by Jews, he invites all of the tavern keepers to meet with him. And the tavern keepers know that he's a great tzaddik. So they come and meet with him. And he says, listen, what you're doing, keeping your business open on Shabbos, is a very serious thing. You might not think it's such a big deal, but believe me, it's a matter of life and death, and you need to shut down your taverns on Shabbos. So all of the innkeepers, they wanted to close their taverns on Shabbos, but they said to Reb Hillel, we'll agree to what you said on one condition. If all of us shut down our taverns, there will be one tavern that's still opened. And it's also owned by a Jew, and this particular tavern keeper is the wealthiest of all of us. He makes more money than any of us. And if we shut down our taverns, then all of the business that would come to us is going to go to him. And when the day comes that we reopen, people might not ever come back to us. Our business may never be restored. So the only way that we're going to close our taverns on Shabbos is if you get the wealthy tavern keeper to close his too. So for Reb Hillel, that wasn't a question. He sent a messenger to the tavern keeper, and the tavern keeper simply ignored him. So he sent another messenger and another one. And every time, the tavern keeper just ignored them. So now it was Shabbos, and Reb Hillel stayed in the town for Shabbos. And he told all of the other tavern keepers, your job is to shut down your tavern for Shabbos. And Hashem will take care of the tavern keeper that keeps it open on Shabbos. And so even though they were a little reluctant and worried that they were going to lose all of their business, all of the tavern keepers except for one Shut down their businesses for Shabbos, and they all joined Rib Hillel in the shul. And Friday night, the davening was really something special. And afterwards, there was a tish, a Hasidic gathering, where everybody heard wondrous stories and words of Torah from Rib Hillel and shared in the meal with him. And on their way home, the tavern keepers that had closed their taverns for Shabbos, they walked past their dark, empty businesses, and what did they see in the center of town? the wealthy Jewish tavern keeper has his business open and it's booming like they've never seen before. They never saw so many people crowd in there. (laughs) Because they all knew that it was their regular customers who couldn't come to them because they were closed and instead were going to the wealthy tavern keeper and he was collecting money hand over fist. He'd never been so happy in his life. And he thought to himself, this is the reward for not keeping Shabbos. I certainly did the right thing. So the next morning, the tavern keepers, they're really tempted to open their taverns for Shabbos, but they wouldn't because they couldn't disrespect the great tzaddik, Reb And they came to shul and they davened. And after davening, there was a ferbrengan. Everyone got together. They drank. They said the Chaim. They shared words of Torah. And towards the end of the ferbrengan, the wife... Of the wealthy tavern keeper burst into the shul. She said, where's Reb Hillel? And everyone points to the tzaddik. She says, Rebbe, please, you don't understand. My husband, he's gonna die. He's suffering such severe pains. The doctors don't know what to do. And I'm certain that it's because he disrespected the tzaddik. Please, Rebbe, accept my forgiveness on his behalf. And please take the pain away from him. Now at that point, Reb Hilla was surrounded by a large group of Chasidim, And he looked at the woman and remained completely silent. And the Chasidim were a little shocked because they expected their Rebbe, who was a great tzaddik, to for sure give her a bracha. And so one of the Chasidim said, Rebbe, you know, you can at least give the bracha that said on Shabbos, Shabbat hi milzok which means that it's Shabbos, and a person is not allowed to cry out to Hashem. And so, as a result, healing will come soon. But the Tzaddik, Reb Hillel, he just sat there and didn't say a word. And despite the woman's pleas, the Tzaddik would not say a single word until she left. And so she went back home, and her husband's pains grew worse and worse. It was now Motte Shabbos, nighttime, the holy day had passed, and the Tzaddik was sitting with his chassidim at a table, discussing the Talmudic passage about hot beverages close to Shabbos, that they serve as a cure, as a refua. And just at that time, the same woman, the wife of the tavern keeper that kept his tavern open on Shabbos, came running in and she said, Rebbe, please, you don't understand. Please pray for my husband. He may not survive until the morning. And the Hasidim are anxiously looking at their Rebbe, waiting to see what he's going to say or do. And Reb Hillel simply said, himil kovalavo." It's Shabbos when a person is not allowed to cry out to Hashem, and the healing will come soon. Now the Chasidim were besides themselves because on the day of Shabbos itself, the tzaddik refused to say anything at all. And now, when the holy day is over, now he says the prayer that you say on Shabbos for healing someone. They didn't understand and the tzaddik clearly saw what was going on. So he explained, Shabbos he milzok. If Shabbos itself will no longer have a reason to cry out against your husband, then the healing will come soon. So go back home and tell your husband that if he agrees in the presence of three witnesses, that he will from now on always keep his business closed on Shabbos, then Be'ezrat Hashem, he will have a refuah and he will be cured. And so three chassidim went with the woman back to her husband, who was laying in bed in an incredible pain. She explained to him what the Rebbe had said, and it didn't take him very long to make an oath that he would keep his business closed for Shabbos for the rest of his life. And within a few hours, the pain went away. And that was how Reb Hillel of Parach helped the town to keep the holiness of Shabbos once again. I've got one more short story for you. Really, just because I love telling these stories. It's a story from Reb Shlomo. Reb Herschelah Rimenover, like many of the holy Rebbis, always wore a kapata, a long silk coat. And everybody knows that in those days, there were no dry cleaners. So after Reb Herschel had worn his coat for a while, it started getting dirty. And his Hasidim thought, it's really beneath the Rebbe's honor to go out in public with a stained kapata like what the Rebbe has. So every few weeks, the Hasidim would get together some money and give it to the Rebbe and tell him to buy a new kapata. But the Holy Riminover. soon as the money touched his hand, the first poor person that came to him for help got the money that he was supposed to spend on his kapata. And after a while, the Hasidim decided that there's no point in giving Reb Herschel the money directly in his hand. If we want him to have a clean kapata, Then we have to get him a new one ourselves. So secretly they measured the Rebbe's kapata and had a new one made for him. But this one wasn't just an ordinary coat. This one was so beautiful, mamish beautiful, with a fur collar and cuffs and everything that a proper Rebbe should have. And when they presented their gift to the Rebbe, he was beside himself with joy. He said to the Hasidim, "Why, why would you do something like this for me? It's so nice of you. You know, I think this kapata deserves to be worn on Shabbos. And that Friday night, Reb Herschela, he walked into the shul, wearing his new kapata, and he looked so holy, so exalted. The Chassidim were really proud of themselves. And then after davening, everyone went into the dining room for the Shabbos meal, and the Rebbe Shammes started serving the soup. And as he walked in, he couldn't take his eyes off of Reb Herschela's new coat, and the Shamish was already a little bit of a clumsy person. And he wasn't watching where he was going. And Ayve, Ayve, he spilled soup all over the Rebbe's brand new kapata. And it was completely ruined. And the Hasidim were ready to kill the Shamish. They wanted to hang the guy. But Rebbe Hershele, he quieted them all down with a wave of his hand. And do you know what he said, my sweetest friends? Ah, the soup. Feels so warm. You know, the Holy Sansa Rebbe, who himself had hundreds or thousands of Hasidim, he went several times a year to spend Shabbos with Reb Herschel Riminover. And he was there on this Shabbos when the soup was spilled. And the Sanzer said, The truth is, a person basically has to work on themselves their entire life in order to keep themselves from getting angry. But now I've seen one person. Who has absolutely cleansed himself of anger? Gavant, the holy Riminover. Mm. So sweet, my friends. Ah, I love these stories. <laughs> since it's Reb Shlomo Karobach's yard site this week, I want to share with you a beautiful vision in the book Lamed Vav, where I took this story from. Reb Shlomo, he had a special wish. Imagine little children all over the world. Their parents have just tucked them into bed for the night, and their little souls are ready to go up to heaven, just for a little while, to receive the strength they need for the next day. But the children are having trouble going to sleep. So their mothers or their fathers, or maybe both parents together, they read them or tell them some of these stories. At the beginning, the children listen to the stories with so much attention, but by the middle, maybe hopefully, they will be fast asleep. But because of them, these stories will never end. Because of you, my sweetest friends, these stories will never end. Thank you, Reb Shlomo, for giving us so, so much.